Hello, and thank you for listening to Capricious Provenance, an all queer and trans BIPOC centered, partially homebrew game at 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. Capricious Provenance is set in an arcane punk altered world of Eberron that has been suited to fit our player characters. My name is Gwen, I use she her pronouns, and I am the Dungeon Master. This was never intended to be a show, just a fun game between friends. However, enough people were interested in our little game for us to put effort into making it consumable for you, our dear listeners. As a heads up, the audio is spliced together from sessions we recorded for note-taking purposes, and the quality increases as we upgrade our equipment. Meet our cast and their characters. My name is Amihan, and I use he-they pronouns. I play Kalei Maltaso, a mixed Asimar elf life cleric that longs for an existence unbound from the decisions of deities. My name is Kenzie. I use he-they pronouns. I play Sylvanas, a tiefling warlock and scholar on the run from his terrifying eldritch patron. My name is Nico. I use they, he, and any pronouns. I play Finch, a unique half-elf, rogue gunslinger spellshot with a mysterious past and a distrust for authority. My name is Kermit, or Joey. I use they, them pronouns. I play Snowy, an amnesiac swift-stride shifter hell-bent on revenge, who's grown into their power as a multi-class ranger, gloomstalker, and druid. You can support us by following us on Twitter, subscribing to our YouTube, and if you're feeling generous, you can leave us a tip on our Ko-fi page. Now that we've got all the official business out of the way, let's continue on with our story. Content warnings for this episode include references to drug and alcohol use, flirting, romance, references to sexual intimacy, distant sound effects of motorcycles and gunshots, interrogations, mind control, and standard fantasy violence. Episode 1, Off the Rails. Eight of Wands suspended in reverse. As these eight wands quickly join together in a momentous succession, they kindle action and burst into flame. However, wildfires set ablaze in haste are seldom easy to control. Decisions made under pressure are rarely rational, and words that leave our mouths faster than our minds are never wise. Rushing ahead in careless motion will eventually slow you down. Last we left our heroes, they had aided their sewer rat companion, Rice, in stopping Ooblexes from terrorizing Sharn. After receiving news about the Boromar clan's expansion, Kalei, Finch, and Snowy paid a visit to I Candy, the owner of the club Vulpen Tales. As the three regaled their experiences from abroad and danced the night away, Sylvanas spent the evening fostering his connection with the Lady Serena Irfaulin. We open our scene the morning after inside the opulent Irfalan estate in Upper Sharn, where the rays of morning sunlight stir Sylvanas to wake in a pile of elegant burgundy wine bedsheets. Sylvanas, make a constitution saving throw. All right, um, this is gonna be a flat roll. Uh, 19! You wake up the next morning um, in uh, Lady Serena's uh, large canopied bed, and you are, to your surprise, not tired. Oh, great. Despite your lack of sleep. <laughs> she is uh, not in bed with you. 
but you can sort of hear downstairs um, the sort of like clattering of plates and things. Oh, hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'll set up, stretch, look around, be like, oh damn, I don't know what to do in this situation. I'll like put his clothes back on, I guess, if he wasn't wearing them, and kind of like he'll he'll, he'll go downstairs and and try to like see what all the commotion is. Yeah, you go downstairs and uh, you quickly realize that just um, Serena is having her unseen servants um, prepare a um, a small breakfast of like jammed pastries and uh, coffee, and uh, she is also um, sitting uh, at the table, sort of with a plate for herself already made, and she is in sort of this uh, like a uh, nightgown. Um, and her hair is sort of tied back. Good morning, I figured I can send you off with something before you leave. I know you have somewhere to be. Uh, oh, uh, thank you. That That's very kind. Um, he kind of like makes his way over to the table and will take a seat kind of across from her. And kind of like puts his little hands together and he goes, ah, that, that, That's very, very nice. Uh, thank you so much for, for all your hospitality and everything. Um, it, it was a nice visit before you know, to head off. <laughs> he's like a little flush. He's, he's just sort of like t t watching the unseen servants cook, kind of um, absent-mindedly, sort of tapping his little claws together. You know, if you ever need anything of me, I um, I guess now just depends choke away. Yes, I, I, I'm excited to test and see how this works. I, I tried to use it yesterday, but my, uh, my, my friend was not too responsive. Um, I'm hoping, uh, this will be a nice way for us to talk, even when I'm, uh, far off. Oh, oh, along that note, actually, um, I, I was wondering if, if, uh, you could look into something for me, potentially, while I'm, while I'm gone? I don't know, I don't know how much you would know about the other upper-class folk in Sharn, but I, I figure you would know better than I. Um, there's... Someone that a friend of mine is, is looking into, and it, it, it's very important to her, so I, I was wondering if you could potentially help me. Sort of stirs her uh, coffee with a spoon a little bit and says, Back to business so soon. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it could wait until after coffee. <laughs> I'm teasing you. Who is it you need me to look into? Caldrus Ear Kurtvac. Yeah, that guy. Nobleman Necromancer. Yes. That one. That one there. You say that name and she takes a, a long sip of her coffee before putting the porcelain cup down. What nature of information do you need? I I suppose I don't really know, like, specifics of what she needed. I guess just sort of what he's up to, where he tends to stay i i don't know just anything you can figure out without i don't know putting yourself in any kind of danger i i don't want that but it just seemed very urgent it's a yeah. car name um i can tell you that much from just the name alone i are they in Carnath or are they here I believe as far as i've heard he's known to be somewhere here in sharn i mean i i don't know too much other than what I was told, but I think. I and what were you told? That he was seen around Upper Sharn, accompanied by a high-ranking Sharn Watch. Oh, he's with the she... blood of all. Shit, fuck. 
That also. She taps her uh, cheek and says, That might get a little dicey. I'll see. I'll see what I can find out. Thank you for, for even considering it. I, And please, again, um, don't do anything that would that would put you at too much risk. I, I, I think she would understand if, if it would be too much, but thank you for, for helping. Well, now I'm curious as well, so. <laughs> he, he takes a little sip of coffee. You will share a brief uh, breakfast. Uh, I'm assuming you know where to reconvene with your friends. Yes, from my very shitty drunken message from Finch, I think I can puzzle together where it's to be. As you leave, she'll sort of uh, hang on the door and say, Well, don't be a stranger next time you're around. I won't. Uh, I, I'll try um, to make the time between our visits a little shorter this time, if I can help it. Work Thanks is work. <laughs> yes, it feels like, feels like that's all we do. I, I think we deserve a little break. She'll give you a smile and close the door behind you. Sylvanas does the cartoon thing where you run and you click your heels together. And when you jump. <laughs> uh, everybody else, uh, how's your morning going? She's gonna be... Uh, uh, wait, what's what's the word after you're drunk? Hungover. Uh, still under the bed. I guess... I think Kalei will still be the first to rise, and he'll get up, and is Snowy in the same place? Or what? what's she doing? Yeah, Snowy... They're still half half on the bed, but when Kalei gets up, she'll she'll begrudgingly start to move. It's very slow. <laughs> they they almost trip on Finch's head. Did you all sleep well last night, or? If you count being knocked out as sleeping, then yes, I suppose I did sleep pretty well. Right. Well, I, I'm sure it wasn't a dream. That Kaza was here last night, right? Like, we all didn't collectively imagine that. And she just starts going fully under the bed as soon as she starts saying that. <laughs> just starts shuffling under the bed. Like, this, I... Uh, talk about it later. My head hurts. Oh, that's right. You had a lot to drink. Um, a lot to drink last night. Um, Sylvanas is not with us today. Uh... I wonder how his night went. I mean, I assume they got laid. What? You you assume? But do you think do you think Savannah can't get laid? No, that, that was just a very big assumption on your part, Finch. Maybe maybe they were just kind enough to. I I do I I don't know about that. I mean, I've been assuming since the get go. I did say earlier before he went, something probably would happen. But yes. Perhaps he just had a good night and is, uh, slept on her couch? <laughs> well, she's very rich, so maybe she has a guest room. Anyway, ah, do yes. you need help off the floor? No, I'm staying here. I'll meet you downstairs. All right. Snowy kneels down and just reaches under the bed and pats Finch's head a few times and then gets up and goes <laughs> to go to the door. You're all able to... You know, get some breakfast. Um, then I think uh, uh, by the time uh, your breakfast would have uh, arrived and you begin eating uh, Sylvanas, you would have made your way there. Mm. Yeah, he'll he'll spot everyone if you're all like eating at like a table together and 
kind of wave and make his way over him. He looks like a little disheveled, just a little. Like 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 he put he you know he's dressed and everything, and he tried to make himself look nice, but like his hair's still down and a little bit messy. It kind of looks like he just woke up. Um, and he comes over and kind of sits next to you and says, "Oh, did did you all have a nice evening? I got him." A very fun message from Finch, so I, I assume it was fun. Finch just like slowly looks at you with one eye for like a solid five seconds and goes, I don't, wait, what, what message did I send? Oh, <laughs> it was um less than coherent, but, but, but sounded like you were happy, so. Oh, okay, good. Um... Uh, I guess we did some something. Uh, we talked to I. Oh, that's nice. I like her. She was very kind. He looks to the other two. Kalei takes this cue and says, Yes, we spoke with I, Candy, last night. Um, business is booming, as it turns out, and uh, she ended up giving Finch and I some silly tea. Silly tea? Yeah, uh, silly tea, and Finch and I ended up being very silly. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Snowy looks very amused when Kalei says this. Oh yes, they were very, very silly. First time that they were silly, and I wasn't. It was a very interesting time. Well, I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear that everything went well. What I remember is all the bodies that they took shots off of, and that's it. Um, Savannah, did you have fun in the guest room at your friend's house? Uh, but the, and, and Fitch looks at Kalei while saying that. That, that many things at once. Um, bot shots? But, okay. Um, I do we, not remember doing any of that. I remember all of that. I did it. Uh, I... Well, I don't know what that means, but uh, you can tell me later. I get um, yeah, yes, Finch. I had a, a a nice time. Get a nice dinner. Mm. Yeah, so it looks like you have a, had a great time. Well, good for you. Thank you. You kind of blushes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Finch just goes back to eating. He like looks at yeah. Kalei and like looks confused. Like what? What? Yeah, like, Kalei's just still looking at Finch and then looks at Sylvanas and goes, No, don't pay them no mind. Uh, we just had a discussion about... Not a discussion, really. It doesn't matter. It, Snowy leans forward at, towards Sylvanas and, like, mock whispers, They want to know if you fucked. His, like, ears kind of raise, like, to, I don't know, a cat when they're surprised and he kind of, like, looks between the three of you. A little nervous and goes, ah, you, you were, dis you were discussing that? You, uh, you, um... Oh, not, not me, not really, I'm just here for the ride, but these two aren't saying anything. But they obviously want to know, so... Well, does it matter? It doesn't, Sylvanas, I'm so sorry. You two are no fun. No fun? No fun. <laughs> sorry to be a buzzkill. Like looks at Snowy and it's not really why he's kind of like tapping his claws on the table like hmm, well yes um I hope <laughs> I mean you don't expect him to, to relay this to you in graphic detail oh, I don't God know. no listen uh 
I'm sorry I asked about your fucking details. I will never do so again. Thank you. It's fine. It's it's not a it's not a big deal. I just didn't expect you to ask about it. Um, yes, and it was fine, and that it was. <laughs> okay, and Fitch just goes back to eating. They're not having a good. It's not just the sex thing. <laughs> yeah, Sylvanas just looks at Snowy and like looks nervous. He kind of just mouths, "What is wrong? <laughs> what happened?" <laughs> Oh man, Snow was barely coherent when all that went down with Kava. So they, she just kind of like shrugs and then she like moves her like goblet of water towards Sylvanas because I assume he just got there, so no food or drink. So it's like, here yeah. you go, you know, just offer a good drink. <laughs> Kaza also paid us a visit last night, and that's probably uh... why Pinch is in a bad mood, really. Um... Oh, um, um, sorry, what? Or was it important? Should I know? Listen. Puts immediately just puts their hand in the middle of the conversation, just out, so they so everyone gets everyone's attention. We'll talk about it some more. I have to think about it. There, I just I got some information. I might there's some information um, that I have to look into, but I don't want to. This morning, I'm going to have a good morning, and then Fitch takes. Um, one, I don't know, tater tot, and puts it in his mouth. He puts his okay. hand back, no longer talking about it. <laughs> yes, I, I hope your breakfast is very wonderful. You're able to finish up uh, your breakfast, and uh, um, you have not very long, you have like a couple of hours before you need to be at the train station. Um, if there's any last things that could be done in a reasonable amount of time that you would like to do in Sharn, you can do so. Otherwise, train station is where you need to be. Did we decide what to do with that money we got from eye candy? If everyone's cool, we're just splitting it. It was 200 gold. Since since he like had his memory flashback and everything, it, would it be safe to say that Sylvanas would know that like where his old college friends are at like is clifford still at the you know the college uh, yes you, know? you you know exactly where they are um because you you have previously been exchanging letters with them um mm. it's just been a couple it's just been a, a few months because you got busy yeah, and busy. they are also fairly busy you know that clifford uh presume again presumably because it's been a few months uh you know that clifford is now the lore keeper um at fairhaven uh, so he is at the academy, um, and you know that Lilac um, is in the uh, Eldian Reaches, uh, specifically. Uh, Greenheart is where you have generally been sending your letters. Um, uh, she's not always in Greenheart, but it is like kind of the only point of contact in terms of being able to get people over there. Well, then, in that case, I think Sylvanas would like to write them a letter. I don't know how sending letters works in this fantasy setting. Um, uh, you can go to a uh, mail courier and you can pay them to deliver your letters. Yeah, I would like to do that. Um, he wants to send them both a, Hey! Hey guys! What's up? Sorry I haven't written you in, in a couple of months. I have ADHD, but how are you doing? Um... And and tell them both a little bit about what he's been up to, you know, just see how they're doing. 
Is that close to um, uh, where Sylvanas is from, or is it like? Uh, so it... Sylvanas is from the Eldian regions, um, mm -hmm. and Arndir, which is where Fairhaven is, is yes. the neighboring nation. Okay, so like that's... it's all fairly close together. Yeah, he wants to just send them like a friendly letter, just like catching up and and talking about some of his adventures he's been on. But he also wants to ask them about if anything like strange has been going on like if they've heard any you know interesting tales i guess because i know that we know people are being found dead in those places um uh -huh. dead and bleeding kind of randomly and i don't know if he wants to like say that he knows that but he's kind of trying to see if either of the two of them would know anything about that um but also you know a friendly letter you can uh send those off for um gonna be two gold pieces each so uh four gold pieces yeah considering the distance yeah um, that's right. basically for like long distance mail it it gets sent by uh generally by griffin carrier but you would you would know that um in the great craig where you were previously um they have harpy delivery services but they cannot deliver everywhere because harpies are not welcome everywhere oh yeah connecting yeah. Uh, you you have experience with um carriers especially in Especially in Sharn, uh, they're usually pretty speedy um, if they can if they fly letters out. Uh, not all carriers have the ability to do that, um, but <laughs> while getting mail by Griffin is more expensive, um, it is much quicker. Yep, that's all I wanted to do. Then y'all could head down to the station, and you uh, you make your way there. And um, after not much looking, you can you find uh, Zarin waiting for you there. And he sort of gives you a little half wave <laughs> as he spots you. <clears throat> Uh, I'm assuming everybody has their tickets? Yes, we've got them. Excellent. Um, so, uh, train should be coming, um, soon. It does, only takes about a few minutes, and you see the lightning rail, um, which is a, it's a big metal train. <laughs> it is not, like, quite, like, actual silver, but, you know, like, that metallic, uh, color. Um, and you see etched into its side the uh, mark of passage, uh, House Orin. Uh, they sort of, they develop the lightning rail, they own it. Um, and so it's a sort of ornate uh, unicorn's uh, head uh, in profile uh, on the side of the train. And uh, the most notable thing about this train is that it has no wheels. It is just arcs of blue electricity jolting between the bottom of the train and the tracks. And as it comes to a halt at the station, it sort of lowers itself onto the track where it was hovering, um, sort of locks into place as the doors slide open and passengers uh, exit. <laughs> so honest, it's gonna nudge Kalei and go, ha, look, it's like you. There are um, lines and areas, depending on like wit, which ticket you bought, essentially. Zarin goes, um, not to be that person, but I enjoy my privacy. I just bought out a car for myself. Ah. Uh, but if you need me, I will be around. You know, I'll join you in the meal car. Mm. Sure, we'll, we'll give you a heads up if we need to. Have a nice trip. I just planned to sleep. Uh, and he goes into another section. You see, uh, a, a human sort of attendant with the dragon mark of passage uh, and it's sort of they have a, a sort of uniform that they have it's sort of chromatic in nature and uh, they check your tickets let you on she says um 
Uh, your booth is the first one uh, on your right. Thank you. Someone looks really excited. I don't know if he's ever been on a train, but I think he would like trains. Takes a little while to get everybody aboard, but once they do, uh, they're going to be making a lot of stops, but they let you okay. know that uh, your stop is the last stop. It is quite literally the last stop that the, this particular lightning rail uh, can make. For a long trip, huh? Uh, yes, it's going to be about four days. There is a there is a dining car, so for for each day, depending on like how much you want to spend. If you want like extra nice food, then it's like a gold per person. Um, if you just want standard food, it's like two silver per person. That is up to you, uh, like per day. But the train, you feel the train underneath you um, after. You hear that uh, basically all the attendants have gone through and informed the uh, passengers um, that they'll be moving. You feel it rise underneath you, and you hear that electricity outside begin to spark and arc along the underside of it, and it begins to move very quickly. Are we, like, seated in, like, train car sort of thing? Uh, yeah, you essentially have a booth, and um, there are sort of, like, these thick curtains that you can pull over for privacy. Okay, and cool. there's a window as well that you can see, and you can see that this, it's called the lightning rail for a reason. It moves very fast. I'll sit by the window. Uh. <laughs> Somebody also wants to sit by the window. Do you want, do you want right. to take time sitting by the window? How is everybody faced? I just want to know for visual reasons. Is it like the Yeah, it's like, it's like a booth. So there's like a table in between you and then there's a booth on one side, like the seating's on either side. All right, so you both, you both can sit by the window. <gasps> oh, we both can sit by the window, Snowy. How fantastic are trains. This is the fastest I have ever gone in my smushes face against glass. <laughs> he joins you. We're both just sticking our faces up in the glass. While this is happening, um, Calais shifts his gaze over to the leftover seats and says, Well, I guess I'll sit across from Finch. And he makes a point not to make eye contact with Finch as he sits down. So we're supposed to be here for the next four days? Sure we'll find something fun to do? Well, Finch said I was no fun, so uh, I suppose I'm at an impasse. Anyway, where's Podloach? Where's Podloach? <laughs> Podloach, yeah. after sort of like adjusting to the awe of this massive machine that he's now on, like sort of understanding that like he doesn't need to like hold on to anything while you're, they're moving so fast. He will reach into his little pouch and on the table just start placing cards. Yes, let's play now that I'm actually awake. What's what card game is this? He looks up at you. Like, <laughs> he gives you a look like, why would you ask me that? It just deals oh, you a hand. Oh, oh okay. Okay. <laughs> but like, you can ah. see him like, he doesn't like quite know when to stop and he's like expecting somebody <laughs> to tell him when to stop giving you cards i don't tell him to stop i keep putting my hand out for more you do that until the deck is in your hands and then he just starts taking them back one by one i start moving moving the card thing so he's gonna have to try and swipe it to get it he just any of the cards six out his tongue and that's it <laughs> i can't even like protect them i want to try to protect them make a 
Make a deck save. Uh, you manage to keep it away from Podloch, um, but his tongue does hit your face instead. Go! <laughs> I, you know, it's, 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 uh, it doesn't look very good on you to be a sore loser, Podloch. Uh, he looks like he does not even understand, <laughs> like, <laughs> what that means. You lost because I kept some more. Mm. Again? Oh. Huh? You know what? Actually, this is fun for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do it again. Yeah, so uh, day one of train. Is anybody doing anything? Other than watching the majesty of the train happen outside the window? Uh, <laughs> um, Pele <laughs> is going to ask Sylvanas a question. Oh, yes? So, Sylvanas, um, sorry to interrupt. I know you're sightseeing. Oh, oh, it's fine. The, the outside will still be there. Yeah, so, so you, I remember when you, you informed us that your new patron is the stage, yes? Oh, uh, yes. Right, so, so what do you, what do you do, you know? I, I mean, if I recall correctly, I, I thought the stage was like a patron for, for performers, or maybe that's just an assumption? I'm, I want to know what, uh, how that's, how that's going for you. Oh, well, um, thank you for asking. That was a bit of a question for me as well. Um, at first, I, I really thought, you know, I'm not, I'm no performer. I, I don't dance or sing and uh, I don't act. So uh, at first I was afraid I wouldn't be able to do anything. But um, the, the stage, I, I um, they want me to write for them, write stories. And, well, I write down all of our adventures and then they sort of get acted out on like a like a large-scale puppet stage. They like to watch it, so I guess I write plays now. <laughs> Kalei's unicorn ears sort of pop up at that in interest, and he goes, Oh, there's a puppet stage? Do, do you perform art ventures on it? Oh, yes. Actually, it's it's kind of cool. He he kind of lights up a little bit. And he goes because it's it's all of us, right? It, it's our adventures. So so when they do it, it's like these big life-size puppets, like mannequins of, of us, of of us doing all of our, our fighting and our battles and our everything. It, I mean, it's a little bit dramatized so that it's extra exciting, but um, kind of cool. Oh my goodness! I wish I could see that. I wonder what everybody looks like. Do they even it, have pod loach? Do they? I assume yes, they have a little pod loach. <laughs> Anything you write about? Yes, anything I, I, I write down, it, it gets it gets acted out. So yes, there is a little podlogion. I think I think they are perfectly spot on, if a little bit uncanny, maybe. Wow, so you write about our adventures, hmm? I'm, I'm glad they're that interesting. Yes, me too. I, at first I was afraid I wouldn't be able to write anything very interesting, but apparently, I mean, it seems well enough when I when I stop by. Um, sometimes... Bonnie is there? So, I guess you could ask her. Bonnie? Oh, well, I'm not sure how that works, uh, but um, in any case, I was just wondering how that was working out for you, and, um, well, I, I hope our adventures aren't too stressful. I mean, at least in my experience, they've been stressful. Can, can stressful even be entertaining? It, it seems to have been so far. The last one was a, a big hit. They, they liked the oh. dragon fight, too. They thought that was very cool. And all of our everything. I'm sure they'll like the one we just had, though I, I don't think I participated too much in it, so maybe it'll be more of the rest of you. 
I'm sure it'll be pretty exciting. I think we do some very cool things. Fidges just, just actually has one, has their head in one of her hands, um, and is just watching you two talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I going back and forth between the conversation, listening. Yes, guys probably listening, but also reading their book on herbology. Well, thank you for, for that, sharing that. I, I wish I could see it. Do they get everybody's, I, like, voice right? No, they, um, we don't speak, it's it's more narrated, so it's kind of, it's more like a play in that way, but, but you know, it, it, they sort of say what's happening, and then the puppets kind of act it out. I wish I could show you. I, I think you would have to be uh, under the, the, you know, working for oh. the stage. My mind palace situation. Exclusive, yes. It's alright. Yes. Thank you for describing it. Thank you for asking. It's um, much nicer than my um, my last one, so I don't mind talking about it. Once they're done talking, is bored again, and she'll uh, have her eye wander over to Snowy and just uh, poke, poke, poke their arm a couple of times. They they look up with a raised eyebrow. What's what you what's you studying? Uh, they they turn the book towards her and just says herbology. Oh, you know, I feel like it is a good skill to have. And um, Fourteen keeps mentioning needing someone who can you know identify plants. And you know, I thought I could do it. You know, it's something that I feel is appropriate of someone of my uh. I, Class? <laughs> Can you say that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Any any interesting plants? Finch will put their their arm, the laid over your book, and, and point at their tattoos. Like, do you know what sort of plants this is? They got like little. They have tattoos on their arms. That's a certain plant. I don't know. Can I? What what's on there? Make a nature check. I know what it is, but I want to see what you, you say. <laughs> Um, a ton? Uh, it's a it's a plant. You feel like maybe you've seen it before. You don't have an answer though. Snowy kind of just like, oh man, uh, you know, I'm still learning. I'll get it eventually, but I don't really know what that is. Would you like to share? Huh? Yes, I guess. It's called the belladonna, the nightshade. Oh. Uh, would you like to expand on that or? Well, I mean, I think that you can, uh, it depends how much you take of it. If you take too much, you die, right? But if you don't, uh, I think it enlarges you, your pupils and um, you sort of get, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's high you had before. I assume it's something like that, but a little bit more dangerous. Oh, well, it certainly is beautiful, though. Oh, yes. Uh, well, you know, beautiful things can be dangerous. And the wink, and I'm like, that was a wink, by the way. I, I know I have to start saying this now. So he does laugh at that. Well, thank you for letting me know. Now I'll finally understand when you, when you make jokes like that. And then Snowy does an exaggerated wink back. Ah, uh, you're all getting so sassy. It's just what? like leans back. And, and, and gives, gives uh, Snowy a smirk and says, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Hanging, hanging with all of you, I'm starting to become more happy, as you said. Uh, it's very fun. Ah, I'm so glad you understand. 
Well, I'm getting bored, so I'm going to sit here and bother you until you tell me more things about your plans. Until you tell me to leave. Do you want to sit and read along with me? Ah, sure. Snowy, Snowy makes room and holds the book out for both of them to read at the same time. Both of you, all of you are both reading it. Go ahead and just make, uh... I'm gonna call on a nature check. Uh, go ahead and make nature checks for me. This is just to see how much of this information you're retaining. That's a 21. Okay, and a 17, that's not bad. Finch, this does keep your brain preoccupied. <laughs> and you All find it uh, actually somewhat interesting. And Snowy, you find that you are starting to really get into it and like kind of understand um, like what you're looking for in terms of like looking at plants and like what medicinal properties they might have or which ones might be dangerous. And you're starting to see patterns between different plants. So um, you you are starting, starting to get a grasp on it. Oh yeah. So towards uh, the evening, you all make your way to uh, the dining car, and there are a number of attendants, you know, taking orders to be brought to uh, sort of the kitchen car, then are brought back to you. And there's a, uh, the car is very, pretty crowded. You know, people are all coming in for evening meals, which you all can get a table to yourself. Zarin joins you. And says, um, so have you, uh, any of you been on the lightning rail before? Mm, I've seen it a few times. It's pretty fascinating i never never been on one like this specifically is it twice mm. i'm gonna say no because i want him to be really excited about it no we oh. shake their head well personally i enjoy fast travel that doesn't involve me having to control anything hmm. oh does that get like really tiring for you I'll say you guys have already been given your food and he sort of uh puts his fork down and says um Something like that. Mm. Yes, I was. I remember when you boat rided us to the. Right, uh. Yeah, I have, um, the necessary magics for it. Hmm. I see. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're getting a break. I, I hope you're having a nice one. I think this is kind of fun. I am making of it what it is, because it won't last very long. Good way to look at it. Wait, what do you mean by that? Well, if we're successful in our mission, I personally do not know exactly how many storm handlers will be joining our side. So, even if we have a sufficient number, somebody's going to have to teach them. But, um, I don't know. Uh, Kaza always seems to have... She has her people always convinced that things will work out because she has connections. But, um, never enough details for me to be sure of anything. Sorry, in relation to to what? That, that all will work out, what do you mean? Well, in general? Just everything? or I'm referring to this mission in particular, but... Ah, I see, I see. Yes. Kaza does tend to have a pattern of interaction. I'm assuming also we're like in a place where not everyone's listening to us, right? I mean, it's a dining car. Everyone's mostly like keeping to themselves as individual tables and things like that. And also like... You guys have not said anything specific. Finch will sort of, uh, I don't know, twirl the spaghetti. I don't read. <laughs> twirl the spaghetti. Um, uh, uh, no fantasy Italy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, uh, I, I twirl the... Okay, what was I going to say? I'm really stuck on this pasta thing right now. Uh, oh, oh, oh. To, to Zarin, just, I know you want to be alone. 
for most of this trip, but do you have any time, I don't know, between now and when we land, where, you know, I could ask you a couple questions? He, uh, takes a, he's drinking water, just takes a long drink. Sure, yeah. My car is, like, three behind yours. I just fine. rented out another booth. I'll find you. Right. You all have a good night, and he uh, gets up, heads back. Wow, I did not, I did not see him bite at all. He just inhaled it. <laughs> not one yes, shoe. He sat down, and said three words, <laughs> slurps it, <laughs> one full guzzle, <laughs> and then left. It's quite a feat. I'm actually quite impressed. <laughs> Very large appetite. Uh, y'all eventually head back to your booth. Kind of where you'll be spending the night. It's not the most comfortable thing to sleep, place to sleep, but it's certainly not the worst thing in the world. Eventually, you're able to get some shut eye until uh, the next morning. You would actually be crossing through uh, there. I'm from here. So, as you look out the windows on this day, you see lots of sprawling fields and like farmlands. Eventually, if you look a little bit upwards, you will see bloating bits of like land with like massive towers and structures buildings built on top of them just suspended several hundreds of feet in the air um and you can see that there are small like sort of buggy car like things that go up and down um and around and you see there's a few like flying creatures going in between the floating structures as you pass through i haven't been here in some time and just looks out the window. Yeah, and at some point you do, you can see from where you are. It's pretty far off in the distance, but it's so large you can still spot it even from like miles and miles away. You can see the spires of, of Fairhaven, the academy. Kind of just looks at it. I don't know how fondly Sylvanas remembers school, but I assume he must have liked it at least a little because damn, he loves to learn. So I think he kind of just smiles. On this day, uh, Finch, do you go find Zayrin? Yeah, I'll go do that. Easy enough, you, per your instructions, you're able to find his booth and... Knock, knock. Tap, tap. Come on in. I come on in. He was just there, um, alone. You can sort of tell that he was leading up against the window and he straightens himself up a bit as you, um, move the curtains. This is just Finch's thing. Just a general look around to see if I, if it looks like there's any, I don't know, any bugs, anything like placed. See if see if anyone's spying on us. Uh, perception check. Oh, a 17. I mean, it looks exactly like uh, the booth that you're staying in. Don't see any abnorm or ab uh, abnormalities. And after that, Finch will just sit down, and make himself comfortable, put a put one leg or what do you call that? Cross your legs, I guess, but the fancy way. Yeah. One leg over the knee. I don't know what you call that. Um, yeah, business. You can, can kind of do that business. in the space. I hit yeah. my knee, you know. Um, and it's like, okay, so see, my first question is um, Do you know much about vampires? You say that, and it kind of gives you like a look, and then not particularly. Oh, something we're going to need to look, for, look out for, so I was hoping. Hoping maybe you had some information. I mean, they're undead, they drink blood, they have <laughs> massive egos, and an aversion to silver and sunlight. Ah. And Finch will just nod once. 
And um, the second question you might not know too much about, but um, we've been working with your organization and now we're playing a very important role and I'm very uncomfortable with the minimal amounts that I know about the Daughters of Sora Kel. Do they just talk to... Uh, ask Hora. Ask Hora? Zarin uh, uh, shifts in his seat a little bit and says, um, No, I'm with you. I'm with you there. He takes a moment to think, as if he's, like, wondering what he should tell you. Right, right. Uh, while I may have been given a sort of seat at Dask's little council, I'm, an ad I'm a recent addition, and I know why they want me there, uh, but I have my skepticisms as much as you do. The daughters... Truthfully, I don't know their ultimate goals. I don't even think Ask Hora does. Uh, but seeing as they are the ones partially funding, supporting this little operation, whatever goals are set forth seem to be theirs as well. Uh, I personally do not have contact with them, and I don't know if I want contact with them. And if I can be plain, I have been. I will continue to. Um, oh, you are a part of this organization because you two believe in the goal, right? That's, that's your only, that's the only reason you are participating. I mean, you have to admit it's nice to have a salary. But I'm but, not judging. But, yes, there's some things I don't fully agree with in terms of some of the execution of how this organization works. But if I don't want to live in a world where I have to be watching my back constantly, then I think these people have my best interests in mind. Do you understand? Yes, of course I do. It's straightforward logic. And once again, I'm not judging, I'm just trying to understand what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Bitch just says very calmly, um, and sort of looks out the window for a second, goes because this is way too big, and we have an important role with people I have never met. I'm just trying to understand everything I possibly can. If I have anything that will help me out, please let me know. Make a persuasion check. Okay, there we go. 19. <laughs> and can I ask you to do something for me? Oh, is that fair? <laughs> Fitch actually like, takes a second to think about it. And shrugs. You can ask. In the event that we find ourselves in a compromising position with our employers, let's remain allies. I think, you know, one visible eyebrow will actually go up in surprise, and they'll consider it for a moment. I didn't know you thought so highly of me, Elias. I don't. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you're here, for like, honestly. But mm. I trust skepticism in working for powerful people. And I think we have a lot in common. As long as you know you're not doing a double of no backstabbing situation, then yes, of, of course. Um, I will keep my eye out, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll sip you some information if I get any. 
And maybe I'll do the same for you. Perfect. And then I'll... I don't know. What is, I don't know cool things. I'll slap the table. And I'll get up. And I'll walk out. out. Before you walk out, uh, like as you're leaving, uh, you just hear um, behind you. Um, just be careful. They have eyes. Yes. That's what I was figuring. Will do. And then I leave, uh, like, none of that just happened. While that was happening, Podloch is dealing more cards. Just okay. This is just, like, while everyone is busy, Valsamanis is sort of just, like, looking out the window, and, like, Snowy is reading, and Clay, I don't... Oh, Clay will play with Podloch, too, because he is also bored. Roll Intelligence Insight. <laughs> yeah, I got, uh, seven. You... Do not know how you are losing. But you are. <laughs> You're playing like the most basic of card games, like a very simple card game. Very simple rules. I mean, he's and smart. Pablo's just, just stomping you in this game. Kalei shakes his head and goes, Oh, Podloch, you've bested me. Third, uh, third train day. You are currently passing through Karnev. And as Ooh. you look outside, what cities you can see off in the distance seem very militaristic in their construction. And there are some forests and some plains, but it seems... Something about Karnath seems dead. There's not a lot of life in Karnath, quite literally. Kalei. As you are just sort of sitting there in the car, in the booth, your mind's just starting to wander a bit as brain is starting to go a little bit numb from all the card games you've been playing with Popovich. You get a familiar sensation. You feel like you're about to have like a head-splitting headache. Ow. And you go to like press your palm to your forehead and you have a vision. And you find yourself looking down at a ship. And you can see the ocean, and you can smell the salt air. And you hear chattering of people moving and seagulls overhead. And then you hear something unmistakably familiar. You hear people laughing, but one one voice among that laughter is familiar, and it's Bonnie's. And then you're back in the train car. You think about it, and it feels as almost as if you were, were there. It was like a first-person sort of view. It was as if you were seeing through someone else's senses. Yeah, Kalei puts down the cards that are in his hand and shakes his head and, and wonders just whose eyes he was looking through in that vision. Yeah, and I'll say that, um, you know, that like pre-headache feeling is gone and you're left with sort of like a, a bittersweet feeling, almost like, almost like a warm assurance, but also a cold loneliness. Eventually evening comes, the final day of train travel. Um, you are still traveling through Karnath in this final stretch but headed towards the mountains of the Mora Holds. You can tell by the gradual increase in elevation, essentially. 
after breakfast, snowy. Yes. As uh, your friends begin to like leave to sort of go back to the booth, you hear a voice call out behind you softly. Excuse me. As uh, Snowy turns around to see who's talking to them. You see a a woman with uh, dark skin and dark clothing. Um, it's very, it's really well made um, clothing. Uh, not like you've been to like fancy like noble parties and stuff like that. It's not quite like that. It's like fancy functional wear, but also this individual is wearing a a veil over uh, the top half of her face, so um, it's obscured. Also a cloak. If I may, may I have a word with you? Uh, Snowy looks at them warily. The whole time the train has been going through Karnath, Snowy's been a little closed down. You know, just kind of like very straight-faced throughout most of the time there. And she kind of like squints at them. Can I do an insight to see if they like mean Snowy any harm or anything? Yeah, you can, you can try to discern that. And also this person just looks um, human. Uh, that would be a seven. <laughs> Seems like this person wants to talk to you. Alright. Well, I don't see any harm in that, sure. If you don't mind, I, I believe my booth is next to yours. Snowy looks over at the booth, uh, shrugs and stands up to move to their booth. Like you said, um, uh, her booth is essentially the one behind yours. And you can see as um, she's moving, she does have like what seems to be like utility belts and sort of like traveling packs things mm-hmm. sort of at her hips. And uh, she leads you into the booth if you choose to sit. Yeah, so you'll sit. Um, I'm sorry if this is um, unexpected. My. My name is Tibia Lovelace. I am a paladin of the inner divinity. And I have reason to believe that you have been involved in something that has become business of my faith. Um, what do you mean? More specifically, you and I believe the individuals that you're traveling with, most of them, I believe, if I am correct, you attended an illegal auction at the Mad Warlock's Tower in Shan, run by a Jolga, a defectee mm. of House Tar- of Tarkana. Am I correct in saying this? Snowy looks very distrustful at the moment. Kind of glared a little bit. And if we were? I am not an officer of the law or anything. I am not here to chastise or punish you for whatever you may have done. That is none of my business. But what you may have absconded with from that auction is 
It seems that a lot of people want this pleasure. We've been attacked multiple times for it, even when we didn't even have it in our possession. What exactly is it? So you do not have it? No. What it contains is information pertinent to our divine mission. And I am afraid that it perhaps has fallen into the wrong hands. And I am asking for the location so that I may put it back into proper hands. Hmm. And what exactly is your mission, if I may ask? It is not something I am at the liberty of disclosing, but someone who is hmm. not of the inner divinity. Uh, <laughs> um, you even remember? gave the ledger, uh, yeah, you gave it to the trust. You handed it off to Dahlia. Uh, as a refresher, the trust are a gnome-run sort of secret police, essentially, that are based out of Zilago. Oh man, Snowy, Snowy kind of like looks out, out the, the train window and kind of thinks to herself, man, this is above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> looks back and like, I don't know what it is currently. You see her sort of exhale a bit. Oh, you don't. No. Then, what exactly did you do with it? The last I saw of it, it went off to someone I don't necessarily know. Maybe, maybe blunt. It was so long ago, so much shit has happened recently, I, I cannot remember. <laughs> that, that is going to be a deception check. That's a three. Uh-huh. She doesn't say anything what well, feels like forever i don't think you understand that ledger had You're no right. business I, I, I don't that ledger had no business being where it was it had no business being taken and it had no business being handed off or sold i need to know the location of that ledger and i was well that I would only have to ask one of you. Well, I'm not the one to usually just give information to random strangers that I don't know or trust. Then what would encourage you? I mean, just give me give me a little bit of like, you know, just maybe a little crumb of like what your mission is perhaps. Because you're not the only one who's been after this thing. And the last time someone did, um, I'm pretty sure uh, <laughs> things went to shit. Me and my friends got her. So, sorry if I'm reluctant to tell you where it is. Roll persuasion at disadvantage. <laughs> That's an eight. You are in no position as someone who is not involved in the creation or acquisition or the importance of that ledger 
to be making mm. demands. Well, damn, what position do I gotta be in? Really channel that inner finch. <laughs> As the tension in this booth begins to heighten, you hear something faint that sounds like almost like sand being like poured out of something. Do I know which direction it's coming from? It sounds like it's in the booth that you're in. Oh, Snowy's ears flick back and forth, uh, trying to pick up where the, the sound is coming from. And Snowy, I guess she tries to look down either at the table or like a little past the table to see if like something shady is going on underneath there. So you look under the table? Yeah, not like bend over to like look under, but like sit, like you know, leaning backwards against the back of the chair to look down. You look down, and you see in now just you catch just the end of it from two sort of canisters on this woman's hips. The ends have been opened, and you just catch the end of this fine powder being poured out of it onto the floor of this booth. There are two, and one is this, it's almost sand, it's almost a sand-like color, like a light sand-like color. And the other is very similar in texture, but it is black. As your eyes dart up back to her, you see that black substance begin to snake its way up this individual's body and begin to harden into more full concrete forms. It's always so difficult. For what? This black substance covers her face and then moves, and as it extends and forms and melts together. She has this bone-like black onyx armor that is covering her body, and the dust that is left under the uh, table begins to cloud and billow and move and grow upwards. What are you doing? Snowy's immediately getting out of the booth and backing up. You dart out of the booth just in time as this dust cloud explodes and it basically fills that entire booth. It spills out into uh, the hall where you're at and have to cover your eyes and your mouth is to not inhale it and get it in your eyes. and. It shoots up, and you hear this, like, it's almost like nails on a chalkboard wailing. And the rest of you hear this, too, as it's just behind you. As this happens, this dust spreads out to every corner of this car that you're in. And you hear the metal of the train creak and buckle. What's happening? What's going on? That doesn't sound very good. Yeah, I guess Kalei just kind of rushes out to the hallway. <laughs> All you guys here is Snowy like, ah, oh, fuck! I'll, I'll run, uh, Finch will bring their poncho up and run towards wherever Snowy is. Uh, yeah, as you are, as you are getting out of here, your vision is clouded by this 
dust. So it takes you a moment to get your bearings. And as you do, you hear a creaking and groaning of the metal of the car again. And you hear things just like bolts begin to fly and pull off and you hear shredding and the side of part of the roof and the side of the car that the boots are not on just fucking tears off and as fast as the train is going it falls and it's just gone all of this sort of dust swirls back into the spot before the the booth and shoots up and you see just this sort of cacophony of wailing faces just swirl up in this sort of like storm of particles and stepping out from behind it you see this woman in this black bone armor with a oh. helmet that covers her face oh no uh, now she's sexy and uh <laughs> um a ledger is something you just write things in right a normal fast ledger this was not a normal ledger okay gotcha um, that well that's the first mystery solved i'm getting the real questions out there guys i believe if i remember correctly you did take a peek at it if any i i believe snowy took a look at it um and it yeah. was it was written in code in multiple different languages so it was indecipherable i imagine that um sylvanas uh, Clay and Fitch were, were like starting to make rules or something for this Podloach game. <laughs> oh, yes. Keeps and yes. then all this chaos. Get some initiative rolls going here. I got a five, so. I just got, I got a nat 20. Well, yeah. I need the total. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, 22. Uh, I rolled a 23. All over the place with the initiative. You guys are on a moving train. Uh, and this massive elemental made of, uh, uh, has appeared. <laughs> yeah. uh, you see this woman in this black bone armor, uh, step out. And, uh, basically this entire, um, side that is close, closer to y'all right here, that part of the train is fucking gone. Uh, and like part of the, most of the roof is also gone. And you can hear screams from the booths behind you. And, uh, Snowy, since this happened to you... Makes sense that yep. you are going first and you are reacting. It seems that, um, unfortunately, you were not able to convince Tibia to give you more information. It seems she got a little impatient. Hmm. Darn me and my bad rolls and negative Ooh. charisma. <laughs> I think we're just going to do the good old ranger set and uh, do hunter's mark on them as my bonus action. And then... Uh, on the them. elemental or tibia? Uh, tibia. So, just so you know, the elemental is in the way. Um, ah, god damn it. If you want to try to shoot through it, it doesn't seem entirely solid. I'll let you. It'll be a disadvantage, though. Possibly. Would it hurt it? The elemental? You have no idea. Ah, fuck. You, you might hit tibia, you might just hit the elemental, you actually have no idea. Snowy will do that. Snowy will shoot blind. Um, Snowy's gonna try shooting through the elemental and try and hit Tibia. Just make a just make a straight roll. No disadvantage. I can't see her, right? Or can I? Barely. This this thing is like a it's a massive cloud of this fine substance 
like you can kind of see her as the elemental sort of like whips around and like occasionally you see glances of her dark armor against the color of the elemental but like it's kind of hard to get a visual on her okay so does that mean my hunter's mark that wouldn't be able to work roll me a, a perception check uh that would be 15. uh i'll say um just like in a split second you're able to like pull that off if you wanted a hunter's mark uh, i will say that you can do that cool yes i would like to do that sure uh go ahead and make your attacks um that would be 13. i will shoot again that would be a 29. the damage is 11. you fire uh, with the attempt to um attempting to hit tibia but as you do your arrow goes through the elemental and does not quite get all the way through it as it is whipped up in this like storm of like skeletal wailing faces the elemental seems to have reacted somewhat, but uh, it did not reach Tibia. So now he's gonna go one more time. That would be 19. Uh, that hits. Roll damage. 14. Basically the same thing happens, um, and your arrow gets whipped up in this, like, storm of this strange elemental. You feel like it's not doing what it could do, but it's doing something. Snow's just gonna take a step back, because I think it's very crowded. I don't think she even noticed that Finch was behind her. And I kind of just bump into, bump into her and just go, ah! Oh! Bitch, that! That! And they're just pointing at the big sand thing. So it will get an attack of opportunity against you. That definitely doesn't hit you. As, like, some of this uh, dust just sort of whips and lashes out at you, but you jump back just in time. Kalei, this is happening. Yeah, so Kalei sighs and takes out his spear, gives it a couple of twirls around uh, for a stylistic effect, and he says, and this trip was going so well. And he rushes to the front, um, takes out his shield, and then casts Bless on everyone. I'll cast it at the second level so everybody gets it. Second level Bless, everybody is blessed. Add a d4 to your ability checks and attack rolls. And saving throws, well, yeah, saving throws and attack rolls, right? Yes, also, Kalei isn't blessed. I can only bless four people, so I'm going to bless everybody else. And that'll be it for my turn. All right. Uh, Finch. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is this, even? Finch taps the gun on the <laughs> side. Just goes, uh... <laughs> um, can I use my action... This, this this is uh, all just like one thing, right? Uh, yes. It has okay. many faces, but it is one thing. I'm going to. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like hyping myself up. <laughs> I'm gonna cast Blur. My body sorry, it's looking weird. I can dash, right? Yeah, so if I use my dash and my normal movement, would I be able to get over here? Yeah. I'm gonna try to, like, get on the other side of this person. I know they're gonna be able to swipe at me. Yes. Um, okay, let's see. It's gonna be a 22 from the elemental. I'll- I'll- got that. So, you take, uh, 12 points of bludgeoning damage, uh, reduced by whatever your thing does. And Tibia is also going to take an attack of opportunity against you. That's fair. That's fair of her. You see, as you try to blur past her, and you see just, like, 
lightning fast, shooting out like from some of the bone on her armor, this black lance shoot out at you. Uh, 17. That is exactly my armor class. Um, so now I'm gonna cast shield. You see just a split second of this lance shooting out from essentially her wrist and just lightning fast, the arcane scroll comes up and it pierces and it just like stops it from jutting out. And as you move past, it breaks through and the lance extends past like where the car ends. Uh, And then she grips it in her hands. So you have made it over there. It is her turn. No, it's not. She is going to turn to you and you see this like sort of this horned onyx colored skull adorned helmet turn towards you and you see in the sockets of the skull just flash red and finch i need you to make a wisdom saving throw very sexy of you with the d4 oh true okay i got a four on the d4 so Mm -hmm. that would be in total 17. (laughs) that's just what you needed Thank you, Kalei. You feel... You can... It feels like the blood under your skin is starting to rise in temperature for a moment, and then it subsides as you shake off this strange, sudden feeling. Just see the helmet tilt slightly. She is just going to move to, like, the very edge of the car right here. Just take a step towards the edge. Podlo just turned. Uh, Pabloch is going to pop his head up. Mm. Pabloch is going to pop. <laughs> go invisible. Oh, uh, that's Pabloch's turn. Um, it is now the something elemental's turn. And it is just going to move over to all of you and engulf you in itself. Oh no, don't get forward. You're getting bored. Um, no I need uh, Kalei, Snowy, and Sylvanas to make <laughs> no strength saving way. throws. Yeah, remember that you are blessed. I rolled a nat 20 plus 5. With bless, I get a 16. I got a 9. Snowy, you are so hyper aware of everything that is happening right now. And as this thing moves into your space, you are already braced and ready for whatever sort of impact it is going to try to inflict on you. Kalei and Sylvanas, you are caught completely off guard as this thing engulfs you. Uh, You both take... Eight points of bludgeoning damage, but uh, also you both are lifted into the air and you are grappled, both of you, by this elemental. As you are swept up in this dust storm, as this is happening, you believe you realize how thick this thing is, and you realize, oh shit, there's no air in here, and uh-uh. you cannot breathe. Kalei, can I get you to roll a concentration check for your bless? Uh, 14. Okay, you're good. So, Bless is still up, but uh, you and Sylvanas are both restrained uh, by this creature, and you cannot breathe. Sylvanas, you are restrained by this creature, and you cannot breathe. <laughs> okay, great. Um, how do I un-not be able to breathe myself? Uh, you can take an action to try to escape. Um, with would... an athletics check. Oh, fuck. It hurt me, right? Can I retroactively do a hellish rebuke, or would it not do anything? Because it's fucking sand. I, I will I will let you retroactively do a health rebuke if you would like. Is is it not gonna do anything again because it's fucking sand? You don't know what it is. <laughs> you don't get that for free. It needs to make a deck save. It made a 14. 
Nope, not enough. Uh, 17 damage. Can I cast spells while I'm grappled, or am I not able? You can, but not any that rely on that need uh, verbal components. Are you sure? You have a mouthful of dust, so... I'll just try to use my my puny little strength score to try and make it. Here I go. (laughs) Guess what I got? (laughs) Natural 20. So it's an 18. Uh, You just kick and you thrust yourself out of this elemental and elemental one you are spat out uh, over here. Uh, You do take seven points of bludgeoning damage as you fall and uh, you are currently prone. I imagine he kind of like did his hellish rebuke and exploded and sort of just exploded himself out of the sand cloud because I think that's fun. I, I had I'd have to take an action to stand up, but I already took my action. Oh so uh, no, you use half your movement, so you can stand up if you want. Oh, I can. Okay, I would like to stand up, please. I don't think I have any bonus action. Alrighty, at the top of the round, you all hear something. There is a lot going on. There is the whirl of the elemental. There is the sound of the train and the electricity sparking along the tracks. There is just the blood pumping in your ears. Clay, you don't see this because you're preoccupied at the moment. But, uh, Finch, you hear it first. You hear the sound of what can only be described as a a revving engine and a chilling, echoing whinnying of, like, a horse. And you hear this coming up from behind you. Coming into your peripheral and, and riding up beside the train car. You see a massive black arcane motorbike Uh, on the front and on several different points of it you can see skulls with singular pointed horns coming out of them and it is riding alongside the train she's just looking back and forth between these two like are you so fucking cool and why are we fighting uh snowy uh it is oh uh If I, if I ran past Tibia, would she also get a type of opportunity on me? Um, if you run out of melee range with her, yes. Okay, I guess Snowy's good here. Um, well, the Bone Elemental is preoccupied with, uh, choking Kalei, so it does not get you. It's a, it's an elemental question mark, right? I was actually gonna ask if I could try and understand it, because elementals speak primordial, right? Yeah, can I try to see if it's saying anything currently, like... Uh, without a check, uh, you just hear horrible breaching and wailing. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, can we roll to see what exactly this thing is? Roll an arcana check. I got 13. I'm gonna say you've never seen anything like this before. Um, however, you are pretty hypervigilant about keeping your wits about you, um, and just being able to identify undead. And you realize that perhaps this dust is bone. Upon this uh, realization, Snowy is immediately disgusted. What did you do, even? Um, she even yells that at Tibia. She's just like, what did you do? And she's like gesturing wildly at the bone dust. She uh, sli- like turns slightly to you and says, It's none of your concern. Fuck you! <laughs> Snowy is very upset. Snowy still has her bonus action, right? 
Uh, I guess she's gonna shift. You boom, bada boom. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. So, uh, Kalei, you are whirling around engulfed in this bone elemental. And you are suffocating. Hey, hey, Kalei. To, you got to bone after all. Haha. <laughs> oh, haha. Well, you can make an athletics check to see if you can get out. I got a 13. That is enough for you to break free. Woo! Um, and you plummet to the ground. You take also seven points of bludgeoning damage. And can you roll a concentration check for me, please? That's a nine. That is not high enough. Uh, as you hit the floor, um, you lose concentration on your spell. So Bless is no longer up. All right, so I'm going to use half of my movement to get up. And I'm going to summon my spiritual weapon right in front of homegirl, Tibia. And yeah, I'm going to strike her. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll your attack. My attack's going to be 24. That does hit. You summon your spiritual fear and you thrust it towards Tibia, who, for all intents and purposes, has her back turned. And you see from one of the spines on her armor, it expands into a massive bone shield and your spear cracks into it. And the bones crack a bit and then retract. And she doesn't flinch. Oh, that's... you're very gross. Finch! You just saw that happen. I did. Finch is looking back and forth, confused. I, 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 I am under the impression it's just running on magic. Yes, and uh, Clay, now that you're out of this, um, you would also see that there is this arcane motorbike made of black bones. I'm not gonna make you make a check. The skulls that are adorning this vehicle are unicorn skulls. Yeah, no, Clay doesn't like this. <laughs> Clay shits his pants, question mark? Yeah, I don't know. Finch, Finch is gonna look back and forth between everything, shrug, and then take out take out the gun, point it at the shield or, or her. Just say, you know what? I really wish we could talk about this. Yeah, go ahead and roll to hit. It's a 26 to hit. That sure as fuck hits. Go ahead and roll damage. 14 points of damage. You fire and you see one of the pauldrons on the shoulder facing you expand into another black bone shield as you fire and you splinter the bone in it, but she seems to be fine. And she says, I tried asking nicely already. You didn't talk to me? <laughs> I think Fitch is going to stare at her for a second. And then sigh. I'm gonna just get ready to try and fight this elemental. You... <laughs> you said that last thing about not talking to you. And she actually looks as if she's about to step off the moving train. And then she turns on her heel and says, Right. Where are my manners? Take huh? me to the ledger then. And I need everybody to make a wisdom saving throw. If I get charmed by another person one more time, I think I'll shit. Fuck! So funnest! No! Why is it always so funnest? Everyone in the party is able to shake off Tibia's influence on their mind. Except for Sylvanas. 
Suddenly, you think, Oh, well I should just take her to whoever has the ledger. That'll solve the problem. And as Tibia's command sinks deep into your mind, Sylvanas, you have no other choice but to show her where to go. Well, well, hold on, everyone. I think we're being a little bit hasty right now. I, I mean, if she wants the ledger, we're not using it. I, I don't know why we couldn't just help her out. Thank you so much for listening. Capricious Provenance is edited by Amihan. You can find him at therosecleric at twitter.com. And you can follow Capricious Provenance on twitter.com at capriprov. That's C-A-P-R-I-P-R-O-V. To keep up to date with everything going on with our podcast. See you next time.